Good morning, everybody. We're glad to see you all. Our reading this morning is from Mark 2, verses 13 through 17. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and with his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come to call the righteous, not, excuse me, I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I'm Levi, although I go by Matthew most of the time these days. You may know me from my gospel. <laughs> you know, I, I can't help but laugh every time I say my gospel. I just think that's so strange that, that, that I would write a gospel. I got to tell you, if someone would have told me years ago that I would be a leader in a small sectarian religion following a carpenter who rose from the dead, I would have said, you are crazy. In fact, me being involved in anything religious is kind of a laugh. Not that I wasn't raised right. My mama raised me as God's chosen people. I was circumcised on the eighth day in bar mitzvah at 12. And I did what was right. In fact, my name, Levi, gives me away as part of a priestly tribe. I should have been a priest, really. But, you know, things don't always go the way we expect. You see, I sat and watched my parents work themselves to death until they finally had to sell themselves into slavery because of the debt they owed to the Roman Empire. And I swore that day when they hauled them away I said, I am never again going to be under the thumb of the Romans. And I knew that the way out of that was to earn a lot of money. So I set my sights on that and I started looking out for number one. First thing, I, I, I tried many different things, but I got a job as a money changer at the temple. And that was pretty good. It was respectable work, real easy. And uh, it, the hours weren't all that long. And one day though, one of the other temple tax collectors came and said that the Roman governor is turning over all the responsibilities for collecting taxes to the local government. And Zacchaeus was hiring people to, be, to work the toll booths at the gates and the ports. So I scraped up enough money to bribe Zacchaeus and I, pretty soon I was a tax collector. I was sent to Capernaum where I collected taxes and tolls from the fishermen and the merchants who came in and out of that port city. Their hard-earned cash, they pretty much handed over to me. And I, hired a, I got the, uh, the Romans' money, but then I hired me a couple of big thugs, and I made sure I got my cut as well by charging a little extra. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're saying. 
How can you, Levi, betray your own people? How can you take the money of your neighbors and the poor? Like I said, no one else is going to be looking out for you in this world, so you better look out for number one. And that's what I was about to do. There were times I felt a little guilty, you know, when I took a widow's last mite or when I sent a father to jail who had been forced into debt because he couldn't pay even though that was all by design in order to get his land i knew how the system worked but what was i going to do someone had to do it it's not like people were going to be a not collecting taxes just because levi decides to leave the business so why not give your money to me i'm as good as anybody of course i not many people saw it that way In fact, I was despised in Capernaum. i got to tell you, friends I had for years refused to speak to me. People, when they walked by me in the street, would spit on the ground. And I was treated poorly. The zealots, the zealots vandalized my property and they beat me to heck twice. Once I was laid up for several weeks. It was not pleasant. There were benefits, though. I had a lot of money. I gotta tell you, if you have a lot of money, companionship isn't hard to find. I had friends, I guess, other tax collectors. Of course, the Jews would have nothing to do with me because I was betraying them, and the Romans didn't like me either because I was Jewish. It was really kind of a catch twenty two, but I did what I have to do. And I got by. In fact I, I did pretty well. And I uh, el- I took care of my shame by indulging in a lot of wine, women, and song. And uh, pretty soon it was easy to just forget about all of that. Well, there was this one day when all of a sudden this preacher started coming around Capernaum. And all these fishermen kept gathering around and listened to him. Now, street preachers aren't that unusual in these places, but This guy was different. He kept talking about the kingdom of heaven being now. And he kept talking about how the meek and the humble will inherit the earth and how the the kingdom of God belongs to the poor. That's too bad. (laughs) And all these fishermen were there listening to him and watching him. uh, He was a healer too. This was kind of remarkable. But he seemed to only heal in a way that would tick off the Pharisees. I thought this was kind of funny. He would always, he would touch lepers and the Pharisees would get all worked up. He would talk to women and the Pharisees would get all worked up. There was this one story where this guy couldn't walk. He, he He was crippled. Couldn't walk and his friends brought him to see Jesus. And before he healed him, He just looked down at him on his mat and he said, your sins are forgiven. Boy, that got the Pharisees all worked up. Only God can forgive sins. You desecrate the name of God. They went all worked up, but Jesus just did it. Hey, his sins are forgiven. And then he says, get up, take your mat and walk. And he did. Walked right out of there. You know, all of that happened at Peter's house. I got to tell you, this guy Peter was funny too. He was a fisherman and this guy uh, was mouthy. Like a, you know, I mean, there was not once I collected taxes where I didn't get a tongue lashing from Peter about all of it. And he just went on and on. And all of this was he took up to following Jesus. One day, they were all, he'd been listening to, 
to Jesus and they were all down there working on their nets and Jesus comes walking by and says, Peter, why don't you come with me and you'll fish for people from now on. And I'll be darned if Peter just didn't drop everything and start following Jesus around. Him and Zebedee's sons too left the boats and just started following this street preacher around. It was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen. One day I'm, I'm sitting at the toll booth and Jesus is preaching. Uh, every time I was at the booth, it seemed like Jesus turned up. I don't know if he was doing this on purpose or not, but there he was. And I'm collecting my tolls. And one fellow didn't have enough money. And I told him so. And he ran. So I sent my thugs after him. And pretty soon all the eyes of the people had turned to the action that was going on down the road. Everyone's eyes but Jesus. Jesus was standing down the road and looking straight at me. And then he hopped up and made a beeline right for me. I started, I didn't know what he was going to do, and I kind of tripped back. And he came up and got right down in my face with this little grin. And he said, Levi, come follow me. I laughed at him. I said, you've got to be kidding. He says, no, I'm serious. You know this isn't you. Stealing from these poor people, betraying your own, this isn't you. This isn't the life God has in store for you. You know that, Levi. I said, what are you talking about? I'm a wealthy man. I've got all kinds of power. And Jesus says, no, you don't. No, you're not. You are weighed down with the burdens of this world's treasures and your own sinfulness. It's so heavy you can hardly move, Levi. Come, follow me, he says, and I will rid you of the worries of this world and you can focus on the things of heaven. Come and follow me. You know deep down that this is what God wants. You know, you tell everyone that this is the life you want, but you know deep down you feel like dirt. Come and stop feeling like dirt. Come and embrace a life in the glory of God. As he was talking, I realized that, you know, I've been thinking. I hadn't thought about God for a long time. But every time Jesus was preaching, I went home wondering what God must think of me feeling the weight of my shame and my sinfulness, feeling a little short, I guess. But I'd invite some people over and we'd whoop it up and I'd soon forget about that. But as I sat there, I began to think about all of that again. Soon I realized that everyone had come back to the booth. They were all standing around waiting in line Jesus wouldn't budge. He was just looking at me with that little grin in his face like he knew what I was going to do before I did. That silly grin. You know, Jesus is a little smug, i got to say. He's a little smug. He kind of has that confidence that really bugs you. (laughs) But as he looked at me, and I started looking around and Everyone was staring at me, but I I started looking at people and realizing I was seeing them for the first time. 
widows and children who were barely able to get by. Uh, old men who had been forced into debt barely pay it. Hardy, hardy men who worked day in and day out only to hand it over to me. I who didn't sow. I who didn't reap. I who didn't pay or create or make one thing. I who didn't toil or work. I just raked it in. I was seeing these people and the hurt and the burden and the weight of it all the very first time. I heard my tears dripping against the money on the table in front of me. I hadn't realized I was crying until I heard the coins. I looked up at Jesus again with the grin. He just said, Levi, come follow me. I looked at the money. I looked around. I felt dizzy and lost. Jesus took me by the shoulders and looked me right in the eye. He said, Levi, your sins are forgiven. Come follow me. He turned around and started heading down the road. And I looked at Jesus, and I looked at my table, and I looked at Jesus, and then I did it. I grabbed that table and I whipped it over, and the money went flying everywhere. Man, it was a feeding frenzy. People were going nuts. And they were grabbing money all over, and I just stepped over them and followed Jesus down the road. I didn't bother to ask where I was following Jesus to. That would have been good information. But soon I realized we were going to my house. <laughs> so when we got to my house, I said, well, let's throw a big party. And I invited all my friends over, and we had great music. We reclined on the couches like the Romans do. We had great food. And all these tax collectors sat around listening to this carpenter tell them about the kingdom of God. And boy, the Pharisees got worked up. They sat around outside my house. Now, i got to tell you, I had not seen a Pharisee in my neighborhood for 20 years. All of a sudden, there they were, wanting to get in on what Jesus was doing. And said to Jesus' followers, hey, you know this guy's eating with sinners. Jesus came out and said, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, sick, it's, not, it's not well people that need a physician, but the sick. And I have come not to save the righteous, but to save sinners. Well, I guess that was me. I'm the sinner in this story. And I decided then and there to, to follow Jesus. The next day, we went over to Peter's house, and Jesus introduced me to all of the disciples. And he said, This is Levi. He's going to be one of us from now on. And one by one, they came, and I, I knew these people. I had taken their money, I had left them with nothing. Some of them, I put in jail for a time. One by one, they came, gave me the right hand of fellowship, gave me a holy kiss on my cheek. One by one. There was one in particular that kind of took me aback. 
Simon the Zealot. Big guy. I mean, psh, brawny. He came up, and I recognized him as one of the guys who beat the tar out of me one day. And he came at me, shook my hand, the smile on his face. It's something that catches, I guess, from Jesus. You get this funny grin. Gave me the kiss on the cheek and grabbed me and held me close. Said, Levi, please forgive me. Forgive me, he says. Of course. It was then, you could have bowled me over with a feather, but it was then that I realized how incredible the message that this carpenter brought, how powerful it was, how transcendent it was. For me, it was a message of God's mercy and grace and love. For Simon, it was the power of forgiveness. And it was different for all of them. Yet we found it all in Christ. I never went back to the toll booth. Well, except to pay my taxes, of course. And I had to pay off the Romans, but they let me go. And I took up following Jesus Christ. Sharing the message of love. Sharing the message that that no matter what your sins are, no matter what you see in that mirror when you wake up in the morning, no matter what burden of guilt you carry around, no matter how bad you think you are, God loves you so much. Jesus came to tell you that. To show you that. To display that out there for the whole world to see and to go and to hold nothing back. Even his own life. You might know that. Well, I thank you for hearing my story. I can't help but talk about it. And I pray that whatever your burdens are, that God shows you the light and the way and that you might have a story to share as well. God bless.